Today we're going to be reading out of Today we're going to be reading out of Message to the Black Man Is God a spirit or a man? Now those of us who are on Zoom We didn't read that right We, we stopped at uh, Did we stop at who is that mystery God Or have we read is God a spirit or man? What was the last chapter that we ended on? Anybody remember? Okay, so we did finish. So now we're going to be looking at uh, the coming of God. Is he a spirit or man? I mean, is he a man or a spirit? The coming of God, is he a man or a spirit? We are on the origin. So we read the coming of God. Is he a man or a spirit as well? No, sir. We stopped off at is God a spirit or a man? All right. So we are on. We're on seven then. All right. We're going to open up prayer. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, surely I'm being turned unto thee, striving to be upright to him who originated the heavens and the earth. And I am not among the polytheists. Surely my prayer, my sacrifice, my life, and my death are all for Allah, the Lord of the worlds. No so she has seed this I am commanded, and I am of those who submit. O Allah, thou art the king, there is no God but thee. Thou art my Lord, and I am thy servant. I've been unjust to myself, and I confess my faults. So please grant me protection against all my faults, for none grants protection against faults but thee. And guide me into the best of mores, for none can guide me into the best of mores but thee. And turn away from me the evil and the indecent mores, for none can turn away from me the evil and the indecent mores but thee. And know Allah bless Muhammad, and bless the true followers of Muhammad, as thou that bless Abraham and the true followers of Abraham, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. And know Allah make Muhammad successful, and make the true followers of Muhammad successful, as thou that make Abraham and the true followers of Abraham successful, for surely thou art praiseworthy and magnified. Amen. All right, before we get started, we're going to listen to the minister. Again, uh, we're going to be tuned in to uh, audio from 1980, and he's speaking on his God, man, or spirit. Do we live? in a material world or do we live in a spirit world? The Honorable Elijah Muhammad in my judgment was trying to get us to see this spirit represents if you break the word down the energy of life the spirit is always here but spirit is not independent of matter. You have spirit, but you are also matter. And the spirit is generated through matter and is made manifest through matter. So we see the sun, it's material. We know that there is 
a law that governs it that is spirit that we don't see. We see the moon, we see the sun, the stars, we see the things that the creator created. So everything that you can see, touch and feel, and there are things that you cannot see, such as the air, but it is also matter. You can't see the atom, but it is also matter. But in that matter, there is energy. So what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is trying to get us as a people to see is that we are material beings in a material universe. We have spirit. Spirit generates the life of this matter. Right? But you can't divorce the matter from the spirit nor the spirit from the matter because they need each other. Now, when the Honorable Elijah Muhammad makes us to understand that there is no mystery God, that things just don't happen. There is a cause that produces every effect. So when someone says, oh well, the conditions of the world, they're terrible, they're awful, God will make a way. Well, that's nice. But that's excusing a lazy bum from his or her duty in this life to make life better. Now listen, if your room is dirty, you can say, well, God will clean it up. <laughs> but in reality, if you don't get a broom, the dirt will continue to pile up around you and me because that's in your realm and you can take care of that. Is that right? All right. Now, if our condition in America is such that God will take care of it and we've been waiting on God to take care of it since our fathers came into America, God will take care of it. And we are in worse shape in 1979 in many respects than we were a hundred years ago. Because some of those slaves knew that they had something to do with their problem. And what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is driving at, he says, God is real. There's a realm that he functions on that you can't function on because we don't know what he knows. But he's taking care of his work in his realm, but you got a realm that you can function in and that you should not leave to no mystery God. For instance, you can get up and make a job for yourself. You shouldn't wait on God to do it. Come on. You didn't wait on God to come and make the baby for you. <laughs> you understood that there was something on this realm that you had to take care of. And you enjoyed taking care of your business. Excuse me for putting it like that. But that's the same kind of joy 
we should have on our own realm of moving the obstacles that we can move that stand in the way of our progress as a people. God, as the Quran teaches us, my brother, it says he will never change the condition of a people until they change it themselves. Now what does that mean? God will help you. All the tools are out here for you to use. But if you don't get up, use your brain, use your hands, go get knowledge, unite with your brother who is oppressed like yourself, and then figure out a plan of action and then deal according to that plan of action, we'll be here another hundred years waiting on God to do for us what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad says we can do for ourselves. Now this does not negate the spirit, but what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad wants us to see is that our spiritual guides, meaning white folks, They've gotten black folks' minds so messed up thinking about God doing everything for us and we sit around and allow the white man to think for us, to plan for us, to build for us, to make jobs for us. And as long as we allow him to do that, we'll always be the slave and he'll always be the master. One last point. Do you know... It takes a lot of mental energy to think out of this sphere. If I tell you that heaven is way out there beyond the sun, moon, and star, and I paint this imaginary picture of this great heaven, for you to think on that heaven, I mean, think on how beautiful it is, golden streets, and with the price of gold as it is on the earth? I mean, can you think about golden streets and pearly gates? And Oh, man, you'll be thinking and thinking. And the more you think out of this realm, the less control you have of this realm. So if you notice in any kind of physical encounter, whether it's boxing, if it's karate or whatnot, if a man can fake you out of your position by making you think that the blow is coming from here and you react, then you open yourself up and you get popped. The moment white folks took our minds off of the reality of here and put us in the imaginary there, then we lost control of here because we weren't thinking about here no more. Now that... We can't have that. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's teaching is to go out and snatch your mind from wherever it is out there in space and bring it home and let you start functioning and thinking about you, your family, your community, your people. And when the thought, power, energy of your thinking is concerned with your immediate problems, you'll be able to solve those problems that you can solve and then leave to God those things that only he can solve. But not all things, just the things that you can't handle. All right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Brother Cam, were you 
were you reading this morning? Or uh, I can't. All right. Let me see. Um. So are are you saying we're on the coming of God? Is He a man or a spirit? Is that where we at? Yes, sir. All right. Page seven. Page, Page seven. seven. All right. So uh, you can go ahead and uh, hold on. Let me get this right. You can go ahead and uh, and start. Page seven. The coming of God. Is he a man or a spirit? According to the dictionary of the Bible, T-Man, a son of Esau by Adah, Genesis 36, 11, 15, and 42, and in First Chronicles 1, 36. Now, if Habakkuk <clears throat> saw God come, or coming from the sons of Esau, Eliphaz, then God must be a man and not a spook. If Habakkuk's Chapter 3, verse 3, prophecy refers to some country, town, or city. If there be any truth at all in this prophecy, then we can say that the that this prophet saw God as a material being belonging to the human family of the earth and not to a spirit ghost. In the same chapter and verse, Habakkuk saw the Holy One from Mount Paran. This is also earthly somewhere in Arabia. Here, the Bible makes a difference between God and another person who is called the Holy One. Which one should we take for our God? The one for one is called God, while another one is called Holy One. The Holy One, his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. It has been a long time since the earth was full of praise for a Holy One. Even to this hour, the people do not care for holy people and will persecute and kill the Holy One if God does not intervene. In the fourth verse of the above chapter, it says, he had horns coming out of his hands and there was the hiding of his power. Such science to represent the God's power could confuse the ignorant masses of the world. Two gods are here represented at the same time. It is good that God makes himself manifest to the ignorant world today. The burning coals went forth at his feet has a meaning. But what is the meaning? The ignorant do not know. The burning coals could refer to the anger and war among the people where his foot trod within the borders of the wicked. Here God has feet. Spirits do not have feet and hands. This holy one does not refer to anyone of the past, not Moses, Jesus, nor Muhammad of the past 1300 years. For this holy one, the perpetual hills did bow, Kushan in affliction, the curtains of the land of Midian did tremble. What is meant by the by the curtains trembling? Who is Kushan? The mountains saw thee, they trembled. Who does this mean? The sun and moon stood in their habitation. What does this mean? The answers to the above questions are easy when we understand who this God called the Holy One coming from Mount Paran is. Or Mount Paran is. The 13th verse should clear the way for such undertaking. 
For it tells us why all these great things took place on the coming of the Holy One from Mount Haran. It says, Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, not for all people, for the salvation with thine anointed his apostle. He wounded the head of the house of the wicked by discovering the foundation unto by discovering the foundation unto the neck, by exposing the truth and, and ruling powers of the wicked devil, wicked race of devils. Kashan represents the black nation, which is afflicted by the white race. The curtains of the land of Midian could mean the falsehood spread over the people by the white race and their leaders trembling from being exposed by the truth. The mountains represent the great, rich, and powerful political men of the wicked. They also are trembling and being divided and scattered over the earth. The Holy One is God in person and not a spirit. Want me to keep going? No, sir. That's it. Anybody have anything that they would like to share from that? Anything stood out? To you that you would like to share. You can press the number one on the Zoom if you have anything that you would like to share. And for and while we wait <clears throat> to see, uh, again, you can text the word nation to 833-276-7174 if you have anything that you would like. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> if you would like to join us on the Zoom. Well, I guess if you have something that you would like to share, you can tune in in the morning and share uh, and share there. Brother Cam. Yes, sir. So uh, I would just like to share, you know, it's it's if you read the Bible, it's actually clear in this description of who and what God is in several different uh, chapters and verses throughout the Bible, especially uh, especially in the Old Testament here in message to the black man, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad gives us biblical references to go back and read so that we can also get that description as well. So it just, it just uh, makes it clear on one hand, but then it also makes me think about how we were so confused and how the enemy was so, was able to confuse us by denying us the ability to read. So if we go back and study slavery, one of the foundational uh, principles in slavery was to make sure that the slave would remain illiterate. And in the slave remaining illiterate, we was not able to read the Bible. So we had to go to church and listen to what was said of the Bible by the preachers who were, quote unquote, uh, selected or anointed by 
uh, our white slave masters. And in their reading us, the Bible gave us a misinterpretation of who and what God is. So this is such a heavy book because it brings us back into the reality of what we had brings us back into the reality of what we had not known uh, prior to our ability to read and understand uh, the scripture. And even in us reading now, being, you know, uh, out of slavery and, and learning how to read, some of us still grapple and wrestle with the reality of God being a man and not a spirit. So it just, it, it shows how strong falsehood is on a person and that it takes only the revelation of God that could actually break the stronghold of falsehood and lies. I remember the minister said that falsehood and lies actually destroys the beauty of the mind. Falsehood and lies destroys the beauty of the mind. And he, he used the illustration of a board and how if you were to plane a board when you playing a board on uh, against itself, then it damages the board. And see, truth and uh, the life, right? Truth is what feeds the mind. Truth is what gives the mind its beauty. Truth is what unlocks the uh, consciousness of the mind, so that you can operate on a higher plane the same way that Jesus did. But when you are fed lies and falsehood it destroys the beauty of the mind and destroys your ability to bring out of your mind what you would like to see into reality and this is a example of that how the the falsehood has destroyed our minds to the point that when even when truth comes we wrestle with it because of the damage that has been done to our minds from the falsehood yes sir thank you for sharing Something that I wanted to point out is that on page eight, it says this holy one does not refer to anyone of the past. Not Moses, Jesus, nor Muhammad of the past 13 or 1400 years. Uh, for this holy one, the perpetual hills did bow cushion. Kishan and affliction, the curtains of the land of the Midian did tremble. So it's talking about one who is prophesied to come. And it makes me think about the uh, minister teaching us that the devils taught us uh, how to view it pretty much the wrong way. They got us looking back 2000 years when we should have our eyes open looking for the reality of that one holy one, the Jesus in our midst and the God coming in the person today in modern time, not past times. So the honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us that 25% is history. 75% would be prophecy. So the reason that we have a hard time understanding the reality of God and Many of us have a hard time understanding how one could be a Jesus in our midst is because we're still looking back 2000 years ago instead of seeing that as a sign of. And Christ is not necessarily his last name. Christ is a function, one who is raised and anointed to crush the wicked. 
Well, at that time, that's not what was happening. That is the knowledge and that is the action that would happen in this time and in modern time with the black man and woman rising with the new reality of God. So I wanted to share something from uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan kind of breaking this down um, a little bit in, in one of his lectures. And I want to get y'all feedback uh, on it after I, after I play this uh, on the Zoom. 75% of what you read in the Bible referring to Jesus is referring to a future man. And 25% of what you read is referring to the man of 2,000 years ago who is considered a type. A type is like a sign of the real. But the real question is, who is Jesus? If the scholars agree that the Jesus of 2,000 years ago prefigured or gave us a picture of the real Jesus, then the historical Jesus is not the real Jesus, but the real Jesus is the one that the historical Jesus prefigures or gives us a type of. The historical Jesus was not the Messiah. The prophetic Jesus is the Messiah. The historical Jesus prefigured the Messiah. And that's why the Jews have never accepted the historical Jesus. They continue to look for the Messiah. They are not wrong. He wasn't born in Bethlehem of Judea. He was born in Sandersville, Georgia. When you close the Old Testament, you open the New Testament with the genealogy of Jesus. But the Old Testament closes saying Elijah's coming. God, my God is coming. Then you open up with the genealogy of Jesus. So who is Jesus? Who is Elijah? Jesus and Elijah, one and the same. I am that Elijah. All right, family. So what are y'all thoughts on that? Press one if you would like to share on the Zoom. We got uh, Aunt, Aunt Will. Go ahead and you can share. Gotta unmute yourself. Aunt Will. All right, Sister Brianna. Assalamualaikum. Well, like, I think that I think that that section and portion is very important, especially for our Christian family, because. If you only see the entire Bible in past tense, then you aren't even looking or cognitive to know what is to come. So I think that that's very, 
very, very imperative to know. Um, and yeah, now I'm just thinking of other ways and examples to to prove, I guess, but studying that goes through studying. So yeah, really important. Yes, ma'am. Anybody else? Brother Samuel. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum I was, uh, I put my one up a while back, but, um, you know, when the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, he's in prophecy, right? And so when he said the spirit is connected to flesh and flesh is connected to spirit, you can't have one without the other, right? Then he talked about the atoms and, and the air, right? He said the air, you don't see it, but you feel it. Um, it goes back to what? Uh, brother Jabril was teaching um, and, and and really it comes from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in Theology of Time you know Brother Jabril was talking about how the there's, there's four forces in physics strong force, weak force, g-force and electromagnetic force and then there's a fifth force that controls all other four forces right so the fifth force is the mind of God the mind of God is the mind of Master Farad Muhammad anybody can say that I can say that's the mind of T.D. Jakes. I can say that's the mind of Clef Dollar. I can say that's the mind of Ben Ami. I can say that's the mind of anybody on the planet. George Bush, for that fact of the matter. But the scriptures prophesy and they give a clear picture of what is to come in the last days. And so if you overlap what is to come in the last days and what the man of God is to do, then you have to bear witness that there is nobody performing the work that is to be performed from whatever perspective, then Master Father Muhammad, then the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the Honorable Louis Farrakhan. So when they not only perform a work, like, for example, in the book of Revelations, it's only two churches that's acceptable. It's seven of them, right? But it's only two that's acceptable. Each of those uh, churches that would be acceptable by the Christ or at war with those who say they were Jews but were not born of the synagogue of Satan. Each of those churches were at war with a government. And the mystery of Babylon was judged. It said inside of it had dead men's bones that you could not buy, that you could not trade, that you could not sell without accepting the mark of a beast. That's in the book of Revelations, right? That it would be there would be two witnesses that would prophesy in the land of the spirit she called Egypt and the spirit she called Sodom and Gomorrah. Look at this country. If it don't fit the behavior of the lower side of Egypt when it was convoluted and mixed and ran not by the original man, but by his conquerors, right? Then, by Sodom and Gomorrah. It only, it's not even a blade of grass that exists where that land was. Uh, after Allah judged it behind his uh, illicit behaviors. So, who, who fits the description of somebody who went against the government of America? Who, who is the only government that really fit? America even has Egyptian symbols on the money, right? Well, why, why would America have a pyramid? Why would America have obelisks for monuments in Washington, D.C.? Why would a black man in Benjamin Banneker even um, design the capital of America after Thebes in Egypt? If you study the students of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Tainata Muhammad, she wrote about that mother, Tainata Muhammad, extensively in unveiling the number 19. If you study uh, brother Jabril Muhammad, he wrote extensively about how energy is connected to God. And we know that that's not like a, a spook. That is a real live man 
with the real live mind, the mind of Master Farah Muhammad. And so when we line our minds up with the mind of Master Farah Muhammad, we, we begin to walk in power. And we had that very clear consciousness that Minister Farrakhan talked about in the lecture that you played at the beginning. We are able to solve our problems in our vein, in our lane. He said, right now, there are things that the God is handling and there are things that we can handle. And the more we tap into the God's mind, we are more equipped to handle our problems and to fulfill our dreams and realities. With that being said, the more you get to know Master Farah Muhammad, and this is the beautiful part of this power uh, group, it gets a chance to introduce the people to a mind, the mind that made Malcolm X, the mind that made Muhammad Ali, the mind that made Brother Khalid Abdul Muhammad, the mind that made the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, right? Uh, so when you look at the array of students from the most honorable Elijah Muhammad in America that have affected the consciousness and then the movements that came from his mind, the Black Panther Party constitution was directly derived from the uh, 12 point program, the Muslim program, right? Not only did that, but then you had the, the groups that, that outshoot from that, the, the Brown Panthers and the, the Weathermen. There are so many um, movements that came out of the mind of Master Farah Muhammad. And I'm gonna even, they even say you gotta buy pork the other white meat because we talked about pork so bad in this society that, you know, they, people quit buying it, right? <laughs> and then a whole health food market that came out of how to eat to live. It's, it, they won't ever give you credit for that, but you have a whole trillion dollar industry, multi-billion dollar industry that did not exist in America before the Honorable Elijah Muhammad began his teachings on health. And if you look at the, the occurrence of these type of teachings, they grew as the nation of Islam grew. So uh, this is not a small movement. It's not a corner store movement. It's not a movement that's not having an effect. We're having effects in ways that we can't even calculate. And I'm going to stop right here. Minister Farrakhan said when he made his world friendship tour, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad and Master Farrakhan Muhammad went before him and made friends with him all over the world. He said he had people. And, and what is a friend? A friend is somebody who identifies with your mind, who, who, who you, you, you have a similar thought process. You have an agreement and perspective and, and, and kindness and fondness, and you work from that vantage point. So there was people seated up all over the earth, ready to receive his mind and receive his work and receive his activity because it is on time. So I just, I, you know, I'm very grateful for the call and I wanted to help give us some perspective on the magnificence and the majesty of Master Farah Muhammad's mind and work, and how even on a scientific level, the basics of science and that little piece on science that Brother Jabril dropped—that's from that Dr. Stephen Hawkins. Is, he's a paraplegic, and he's a leading mind in quantum physics and unified field theory. And you can even teach that in public school today, in Ohio at least. With that being said, if that person, that paraplegic, can can um have a shade and a reflection from one of the vital principles of the mind of Master Prophet Muhammad and that become the leading the leading perspective in science. The basis of all things is atoms. So if this man broke down the basis of all being God's mind and it's the unifying mind that, that, that allows all atoms to move, all power in physics to move, man that's incredible. And you know they didn't understand the atom until the most honorable Elijah Muhammad left them drawings of the atom when they arrested him during world war ii you know what i mean <laughs> he left it on purpose to to usher this society into a new level 
of uh, atomic understanding, right? And uh, so the wheels go to these nuclear bases and they oftentimes to turn them off. We can control all of this. Don't see ourselves as inconsequential. See yourself as big. See your mind as big, but only in the, in the context of, of us being big with Master Farad Muhammad. As-salamu alaykum. Woo! Alaikum salam. He dropped some. I got to get the bomb effect on this bad boy. Get that bomb sound effect on here, man. Thank you for sharing all of that, brother. Uh, anybody else have anything they want to share before we close out? Today we read uh, the origin of God. Nope. We read the coming of God. Is he a man or spirit? And tomorrow morning, God willing, we'll be reading the origin of God as a spirit and not a man. Someone asked about my cash app early on the Zoom. Uh, I do want to give this disclaimer. There are going to be many people that inbox y'all on Facebook, that inbox y'all on uh, Instagram. They're doing it on Twitter. They got over 100 fake pages of me on TikTok. They're doing it on Telegram, and they may even be on WhatsApp somewhere that I may not even know. I do not inbox anybody about buying crypto. I don't inbox anybody about trading. Uh, I really don't inbox nobody at all, really. I don't have time to be inboxing hundreds of people per day. I don't have that type of time. So it's not me. I encourage you all to always double check the username, okay? Especially on Instagram, on Facebook, they can put Brother Ben X as their name. So y'all just got to know that it's not me. And kind of, you know, be careful. Go look at the page at least before. Uh, I'm not going to tell anybody on, on Facebook, inbox me. A lot of them are going to uh, comment under the post and say, inbox me. That is not me. Um, I don't know what else to say, family. Uh, oftentimes, it's easy to catch on Instagram again because their name is not going to be, the at name is not going to be Brother Ben X. The name, the display name, they can put whatever you want. But on the at name, the at Brother Ben X is always going to be misspelled or it's going to have a number in it or it's going to have an underscore. Of course, mine is just strictly Brother Ben X on Cash App. My Cash App is dollar sign Brother Ben X. It's not nothing else. It's not a phone number. None of that stuff. All right. So I just want to let you guys uh, know that because I know there is it's, it's probably they probably hitting y'all up every single day. Uh, Y'all don't have to tell me about it. My inbox is full of people saying, is this you? Hey, brother Ben, this other page is not me, family. I don't want my inbox full of, hey, y'all, you seen this other page? Hey, man, you seen this other page? Hey, man, yes, I seen them, y'all. I can't do nothing about it. Uh, I can't do nothing about it. So thank you all for listening, uh, and I'll see you guys in the morning, God willing. Assalamu alaikum, and y'all have a blacktastic day. Wa alaikum salam, my brother.